You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Geo. Draws galore in the A-League. The important January transfer window, which can make or break your team's season, will be closing soon. But we're always going for a win and staying open. So alongside me to bring you another show is my co-host, VIG. Hello to you. Welcome. How are you going? I'm good, mate. You had a good week? Yeah, I did. I did. Lovely week. Uh, some nice weather. Spent some good time in the pool, so I uh, can't complain. Mate, you, sounds like you've had a Djokovic week. <laughs> I have, I have. Ten, 10 out of 10. All right. Congratulations to Sydney captain Alex Wilkinson on his amazing 350th appearance and the Raw captain J.O. Shea for their 100th for his club. Uh, 100 is impressive, but uh, 350, wow, oh, wow. It's uh, Don Bradman levels, isn't it? Um, yeah, you, know, you, you bring up, You bring up 100 and you raise the bat, but 350 is uh, just a different level. Uh, he's been a great servant of the game in, in, for Australian football, uh, not only for, for Sydney FC, but for Central Coast as well. And for the Socceroos, he's, he's played international football. Um, you know, he's won an Asian Cup, so uh, great servant of the game. Uh, all around great bloke. We've, we've had him on the show before, spent some time with him. Um, absolute legend of the game and uh, congrats to him. And then congrats to JSA as well. 100 games in the A-League as a foreigner is uh, no mean feat. And he's, and he's definitely uh, added something to the Raw's team, not only uh, this season where I think he's really started to stand up, but I think in the previous seasons when they have been struggling, he's been a shining light for them. But uh, just touching on Wilco, yeah, we've had him on the show, but uh, I, I suppose testament to how, how good he is is that uh, if you ever ask any of his teammates what they think of him, they can't, they can't speak highly enough. They, they almost talk as highly of him as I do of you. So um, he's uh, a fantastic guy, a fantastic family man, fantastic servant from the A-League and Sydney FC. And uh, look, I'm backing him for another 50. But uh, I don't know, he might disagree with me, but uh, I'm hoping he can get there and rack up at least 400. I hope he can too. He's, he's, a, he's a great player and he's, he's done so well for Sydney FC and uh, love to see him out there for, you know, as long as the body allows him. Mate, uh, I know you'll enjoy this. So VIG being uh, our very important Gershback, so star spotting. I've had two sightings. So the first was uh, Thomas Tuchel. He was courtside enjoying the Australian Open, presumably taking in the King Djokovic, winning his 10th crown. And Kim Kardashian rocking a retro 97-98 Roma jersey. Maybe she's a Chosen One fan. Maybe she's a big Jose fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that, but I, I think uh, I saw someone Photoshop a... Um, an image of Kanye West with the Lazio jersey. So that's uh, that's all you need to know about that. And um, <laughs> Thomas Tuchel down down here watching the Australian Open, watching the uh, watching the King Novak Djokovic. Um, you know why not? Why not? He's he's out of a job at the moment, and um, you know that there was a few rumours floating out that that maybe um, you know he was looking at the soccer roof job. But I think that was just a, a bit of a fantasy uh, from a few people, as we know now, Graham Arnold. Uh, locked that away so um, yeah great to have 
that, that sort of uh, calibre of, of a coach down here. And, um, yeah, can we get him out to a few A-League games this weekend, perhaps? Mate, I was even going to go one step further. Surely you just pay someone, you know, even if it's a contractor, just to chase him around and just do everything you possibly can to convince him just to take a temporary uh, A-League coaching job for the rest of the year. Say, look, you've got the Australian Open now. We then move into rugby league seasons, this and this and this. We can get your court sided, all these sorts of things, you know. What else are you going to do between now and when a European team decides they want to bring the great Tuchel back into uh, European football? Just get him a gig here just for the rest of the season. That would be fantastic. Yeah, look, there's a few coaches that probably uh, disagree with that, with that. I don't think they want to be out of jobs, but... Um, um, yeah, look, he's he's a fantastic coach, and let's we should try try and do everything we can to to lock him lock him here and keep him in Australia while we can. Look, if we can bring the quality of players like football royalty, like Del Piero here, why can't we extend it out to coaches? We're we're giving the co- our best coaches to to Europe. We've given them Musket. We've given them Postacoglu. Surely they can send us one back in return. Look, we'll take him. We'll take him. Keep, keep him here, lock him away, and uh, see what we can do. All right, players on the move. So we did this last week. I thought we'd stick with it again just as the window's closing very soon. So friend of the show, Dylan Wenzel-Hawes, has left the champions, but uh, there's no uh, so far no notice of where he's going. Wanderers, Tongik going to Iran, and Kripik both leaving the club. So uh, two down, but uh, in return... Nice have loaned the Wanderers ex-United and Everton player Morgan Snydling. Now, I know uh, he was one of the guys you liked at your um, United, so uh, I know you're a Sydney man, but that must get you a little bit excited. Yeah, look, it's uh, nice of Nice to, to loan him out to the Wanderers, isn't it? But, um, yeah, look, he's he's obviously come from, um, you know, great pedigrees. He's played at Everton and, and Man United and, and now in, in the French League One. Hasn't played that much this season, so... Uh, I was looking for opportunity elsewhere, and uh, for the Wanderers to land him, it's it's massive and massive for their team. Um, still, a few question marks as to as to where he fits in in that squad, um, especially in midfield with uh, Amalfitano and and Neuenhoff, uh, Oli Bazanic as well. So, um, you know, there's no doubt that he's a, a player of of tremendous quality. But how does he fit into that team? And um, I'll be interested to see how uh, Marco Rudan uh, fits him into the squad and, and uses him. Yeah, the coming weeks will tell us. But uh, And finally, the Raw's Denzaki ends his loan spell. Uh, and while on the topic of the Raw, and we mentioned this last week in On the Ball, Mar- Marcel Canardi uh, has come into the Raw. So uh, one in, one out. But uh, look, maybe there might be a few more before the window slams shut in the next couple of days. But uh, so far, it looks like uh, the Wanderers have probably got the trump card on anyone else on what they've brought in. Yeah, they do. I think that's a it's a it's a big move. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing him out on the pitch, and um, you know, hopefully, bring some uh, bumps on seats to to the Wanderers home games as well. Player escape room is back, and we are hitting hard with Wellington Phoenix's Polish star, who is scoring for fun at the moment in the A League, Oscar Zawada, dropping in for a chat. So can't wait for that. Last week, VIG touched me up again in On The Ball, and whilst it's a lot of fun and helps us all learn about the A-League players, I'm bloody sick of losing, so I'm starting to study hard. In the coming weeks, I want a long, long overdue uh, rematch, and I want revenge. I, I don't know what I need to do. I'm, I'm, I'm open to touching, you know, hit, reaching out to a few of our A-League stars who are friends of the show and saying, what do I need to do? Is there a player that maybe I could know more about than VIG? Because at the moment, I'm grasping at straws, but I'm, I'm not a bad loser, but I hate being on a, a 10 or whatever is nine nine-game losing streak. Yeah, look, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you need to think of a new game to play. 
Okay, that's a bit short and sharp, but uh, but I'll take that between the eyes. You that's deserve all I got. it, mate. When you when you are the VIG stats man and you know more about the A League or world football than anybody else, I'm just going to take that square on the jaw. We wrap up match day twelve of the A League women's competition. Our revolutionised roundup of the last round of the men's games. Is there anything I didn't see, VIG? I don't know if you saw this. I think it was overnight or, or on Sunday morning. Um, I think it was the, the Feyenoord goalkeeper. It was Feyenoord versus FC Twenty, and um, the Feyenoord, he's come out to to tackle a player on the on the sideline. Uh, tackled him. The ball's gone out. He's obviously out of position, so the players picked up the ball quickly to to throw it back in. Um, but it's smart, smart, witty goalkeeping. He's chased after the ball that he kicked out and thrown it back onto the pitch. So there were two balls on the pitch. So the referee had to had to stop play, and uh, the the uh, FC Twenty player wasn't wasn't too happy. Just uh, the ball he had in his hand, ready to take the throwing, he's he's picked it up and just absolutely launched it at the goalkeeper as well as he's, as he's run back on the field. So it was uh, quite quite amusing. Um, yeah, very very smart, very intelligent by the goalkeeper first to to be able to to get out there to make the tackle and then to have the wits to to throw the second ball back onto the pitch. So I think they both ended up with a yellow card, but. Um, yeah, quite quite phenomenal. I never saw it, so I'm going to get on it after the show. But uh, what was the final score? Uh, good question. I don't know. I just saw the clip. Okay. All right. We don't know. That's that. Maybe maybe if, the, maybe the they, listeners can uh, can hit us up and let us know someone, what the score was. Someone someone ring in and, and let us know what the score was. But um, okay. yeah, that, it, was, it was all over social media. Great great clip and um, yeah, very very smart. If it, if it, if they came away with a win. Uh, even better, mate. I, I've I got a massive shock. I was waiting for you to tell me exactly what the score was, how how it went, how many yellow cards and everything. You didn't even know the score, so maybe you are human. But uh, this is good signs for me in the coming weeks of on the ball. Maybe well, it is. Well, you caught me off guard there. Yeah, beautiful. All right, our A League women's wrap. So uh, let's get stuck into it. Sydney makes it a Sky Blues double on Australia Day. Uh, with the Big Blue winning an a- NBA-like All-Star game 6-3. Princess Sabini helping herself to a hat-trick. League leaders Western United make it back-to-back 5-0 thumpings for Canberra in the nation's capital. Olivia Price's first half goal was enough to give the Wanderers another win against the Travelling Jets. Brisbane and Wellington slug it out. They slug it out, firing first and asking questions later in a 3-3 goal fest. And City ensured they kept the pressure on, the, on their Melbourne rivals, Western United, at the top of the table with a hard-fought 1-0 win over a determined Adelaide United. But uh, what's going on with Canberra? I, I put the jinx on them Jeez, last week. Then I tried to do the reverse mock, and I've made it even worse. The, the wheels are off, aren't they, down in Canberra? <laughs> um, back-to-back. Was it two back-to-back 5-0 losses? Um, yeah, just just incredible. It's it's amazing how uh, things can turn because only a couple of weeks ago we we're talking about them, you know, possibly being a smoky for 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 the finals. But um, yeah, it's 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 all gone pear shaped uh, down in the nation's capital, and um, the other teams around them uh, seem to be flying. So uh, not not looking too good for Canberra United. I don't know what, what what's going on, but back to back five nil losses. It's uh, you know alarm bells ringing. Mate, they're the smoky. The coach of Canberra is a smoky to be a, a, someone we have to employ on the football revolution because I'm going to feel so guilty that I've cost her a job. <laughs> she, we might have to give her an intern role or something here or maybe bring out a segment called, I don't know, whack that or something, you know, like uh, five, two five nils after, know, after we put the – Maybe 
Maybe the players are throwing the game just so uh, they can get Thomas Tuchel uh, pointed. Bravo. That'd be awesome. All right, quick uh, look at the A-League women's table. So the top four, Western United, 27, Melbourne City, 25, Sydney FC, 21, and Melbourne Victory, 18. So the three Melbourne clubs filling three of the top four spots. Adelaide United are further further five points back on 13, Brisbane Roar on 12, and little footnote, Western United have a game in hand and Sydney have two. So uh, my weekly rap has been replaced by Shout out dedicating a weekly song to a team or a player for their good or bad performances this week's shout out it goes a little left field but for good reason it heads to Socceroo and sparta prague star awa mobile who was named young australian of the year and for the charity he co-founded barefoot to boots which is sensational cause and the song we send to you is men at works track down under so south sudanese parents born and raised in kenya till he was 10 but now a cracking australian well done mate yeah, huge, uh, huge, huge honour. Um, it just the, what, what he's done is is just phenomenal. Um, you know, he's born in a, a refugee camp in Kenya, uh, lived there until he was ten years old before his family migrated to Australia, uh, to Adelaide. Um, so, so he grew up. He spent his teenage years in, in Adelaide, um, and, and you know, he's just a he's just an all around nice bloke, real good guy, humble. Um, uh, humble lad and uh what he's done with his uh with his organization um you know it's just just phenomenal just to you know i think he's only what is he 27 years of age he's playing football at the highest level played in in denmark in champions league matches um played in in la liga for a little bit um now on loan for for sparta prague um and, and to, to do this kind of work uh, i think together with his brother and another one of their friends um, just, just phenomenal in, in, in helping educate and uh, provide um, provide education for for refugees. Um, it's, it's just you know it's it's heartwarming and we love to see it and it goes to show you know what what football uh, can do and how, how diverse uh, we are as a, as as football fans and football players um, and the work they're doing is is just phenomenal. So uh, hats off to him. Proud proud to call him an Australian. Um, you know, and goes to show uh, our nation is is full of uh, migrants, and, and it's, it's so multicultural, and and it's just uh, great to see uh, someone like this uh, succeeding um, and using his platform to to help others. Well said, mate. And you bounced back straight away. So you had one off moment, and now you give a speech like that. So bravo to you. Uh, if you've got any spare boots, I'm sure a lot of players, especially when you when you're younger and you're outgrowing your boots by by the second. So if you've got any spare boots. Look up his uh, barefoot to boots. See how you can do it. If not, I don't know. Reach out to to his uh, one of his socials and ask him how can I get my boots to you to be able to pass on to some some young kids in in South Sudan or into Kenya and and start to get them to um, you know get the facilities that they don't currently have uh, access to. Moving on to the A-League men's table, so Melbourne City 28 with the game in hand, Central Coast 23, Wanderers 21, Wellington Phoenix 21, Adelaide United 20 and MacArthur Bulls rounding out the top six on 18. None of the other top six teams could take advantage of another City hiccup for the second week in a row. Only Sydney and the Jets take the opportunity to close in on the leading pack. Uh, for the listeners, Revolutionised Roundup is where we look at the score, the goal scorers, the player of the game, the turning point, and what we would have changed, either Coach Geo or VIG. But because we've got such a cracking show with a huge uh, player escape room, uh, we've had to select one main game each, like when there's a main game or a BBC Live game or, a, I don't know, a Channel 10 game of the Ma- round. Match of the match of the day, game of the rounds. Yeah, we've had to do a match of the round each, and then for the other four games, it's a really mini review. So unfortunately, we don't have the time to do it all. So let's get started. 
started into it. So the first game is the Melbourne Victory versus Sydney FC, which is on Thursday, the 26th of Jan, Australia Day, the Big Blue. So the uh, the full, full-time score was 2-1 to uh, Sydney FC. They squared the ledger after Victory crashed the new uh, Alliance uh, Alliance a stadium party in the opening game of the season. The goal scorers were Jake Brimmer with a cheeky goal in the 26th, but then uh, Max Burgess tying things up for the Sky Blues in the 32nd with a really well-taken goal. And then uh, Adam LaFondre scoring the winner in the 52nd. For me, the player of the match was Sydney striker Alfie LaFondre with the winning sausage roll. He also led the line by himself uh, you know, very, very well with good support from uh, Mac, Burgess and Lolly and probably Caceres, uh, you know, all playing in behind him. But uh, it's a big job in a, in, a, in a big game like that in the big blue where, you know, both teams aren't on the, tape, on the table where they want to be, but it's a, a big bragging rights game and uh, he got in there and got stuck in. So um, I also thought a big difference was having Captain Wilco organising the troops at the back. But for me, the man that stood out and, uh, and led his team to victory was uh, Alfie LaFondre. Uh, for me, the turning point was when Burgess, Lolly, and LaFondre decided shortly after falling behind 1-0 to step up and fight to steal the three points back, which they successfully did. Yeah, and, and you know, LaFondre up front finishing off, Burgess with a goal, and uh, Lolly with a great assist. Like yeah, that, it was fantastic, wasn't that it? Reverse, that, that, that reverse pass, that's that's like, I think we saw Messi do that in the World Cup. So, um, you know, great ball. He loves, we know he loves coming in uh, from the right-hand side onto his left foot. And, you know, we know how dangerous he is actually cutting in and, and shooting a goal. But um, now he's he's also coming in and, and creating goals as well and, and a lovely reverse pass for LaFondre to run on and, and score the winner. So, um, yeah, just glad I got him in my, my fantasy team as well. So another cheeky assist for him and um, he's flying at the moment. Look, half your luck. But, uh, look, let's hope that uh, Sydney can keep, uh, even if you're not a Sydney fan, let's hope Sydney can start getting a bit of run on and a bit of consistency because I'd love to see Kareka stay there. I don't think, uh, as we said last week, that uh, All Night Dwight's the man for the job. He might have been a club legend as a player, but I don't think he's the coach that they should be going for in the future. So hopefully if they can start to string a run together and get up the table, they can put that, uh, that rumour to bed. And uh, what would I have changed, Coach Geo, to try and get something out of the game for the victory? It's really simple. If I'm the victory or I'm, I'm the coach there, I'm Popovich, you go to the club and ask them to replace Nanny and Diagostino or at a minimum one of them. Uh, they're short of troops and options and before this window shuts closed and you've got no, nothing else you can do until the end of the season, they need to go and get someone to replace one of those uh, weapons that they've lost. Yeah, definitely. Like Both, both huge losses, obviously, Nanny... Um you know, Mark Key and, and D'Agostino, uh, you know, one of their, their first choice striker, I guess. So, um, and I think he's already off the mark for, for Viking in uh, in Norway. And I think they had a friendly game over the weekend. So good to see him banging goals in over there. And um, yeah, Popper, he, he needs he needs more troops um, and, and they need to get him in quick, quick smart. Wow, how, how do you like them apples? But anyway, uh, he's scoring goals for his new club, but uh, his club's struggling to find the back of the net. Moving on to the first, uh, or moving on to the Friday game, it was the Newcastle Jets versus Brisbane Raw. The final score was four 0 to the home team Newcastle. The Jets snap a four game streak without a win, with their biggest victory of the season to gain redemption for their one 0 defeat in early December. Renault Piscopo starred as Newcastle scored four well-taken second-half goals and can thank keeper Jack Duncan for his 67th-minute save to deny Henry Hall from equalising. Yeah, look, you know, I think the 4-0, it's probably a bit of a blowout in the end, but um, like you said, that that goes in and makes it one all in the, what was it, 67th minute. Yep. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a totally different game and, um, you know, it, it's moments like that that can, can win or lose a, a football match for you. So, 
Um, great save by by Duncan, and then um, you know Newcastle kick on from that, and uh, you know they get two quick goals, and and then one in the in the ninety fourth, I think it was Archie Goodwin with the with the concert with you know the, the goal at the end to sort of round it off for a little cherry on top. But um, yeah, unfortunate for Brisbane, but like I said, it's it's little moments that that can change the course of a game, and and that goal, goal goes in, and you don't know that Brisbane maybe potentially get something out of that game. Yeah, more than likely. Moving on to the first of the Saturday games, it was the Wellington Phoenix versus Port Perth Glory, a pretty mouth-watering uh, game considering the form that both teams are in. Tell us how you found that one, VIG. Yeah, the distance derby. It was mouth-watering until I uh, turned the television on and, and saw the pitch they were playing on uh, in, a, in the back of nowhere, I think up in Palmerston North, um, north of north of Wellington, um, on the North Island somewhere somewhere uh you know on a on a dirt road out the back back of a goat track so um you know look uh, i know there's they've had horrendous weather um across new zealand for for the past week and and there's been flooding and um lives lost and and homes washed away so heart goes out to, to everyone affected there but um yeah it was it was truly a, a horrendous pitch and horrendous conditions that both teams had to had to play on uh, on Saturday, uh, final score was two all. Uh, Wellington took a, a two 0 lead. Oscar Zawada and Costa Barbarousas. Um, so that was after twenty minutes. They were up two 0 but Perth hit back straight away through David Williams twenty in the twenty second minute to make it two one. And then they got something in the second half. Uh, David Williams pops up with the equaliser in the eightieth um, to to round it out at two all. But I think uh, Wellington will be thinking that's that's the one that got away. And uh, Perth are notoriously um, you know they, they don't perform that well in, in in this fixture and you know traveling having to travel eight hours um you know on a flight um you know it's it's unheard of i think it's the it's the longest distance traveled um for for a football a domestic football fixture um in, in the world almost so um yeah look i think wellington will be, will be disappointed they they took a, a two goal advantage and, and let this one slip but uh perth are showing some fighting spirit and, and zakovic has got his troops uh you know, fighting to the last whistle. Our guest Sawada continues his rich vein of form, but just before we move on to the next game, Payne's yellow card, which was upgraded, was it warranted? Yeah, look, I, I think so. I think I think it was. Um, yeah, there were players there, but he he knew straight away it was it was one of those fouls that he he had committed to. Um, you know, he 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 couldn't really pull out of it. I, I think so. Um, yeah, look. I think I think fair in the end, um, but yeah, you know, did it did it change the course of the game? Um, you know, potentially it, it gave it gave Perth an extra man for the, for what, the last thirty minutes. So um, yeah, look, uh, unfortunate, but it was a bit of a bit of a silly challenge, a bit a bit naive, but um, the way his body was shaped, he knew. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Okay, moving on to the second of the Saturday games, MacArthur Bulls versus Western United. Final score finished 2-2, so new head coach Milay Sajowski has to settle for a home draw in his first game as his 10-men Bulls concede a late goal to Western United. All four goals were scored in the last 30 minutes. Bulls fight hard after losing Kieran Backus in the 49th minute. Both Matt Miller, his fourth for the season, and Lachlan Wales scored again in this fixture. So previously it was a 1-1 draw and both players scored. Uh, plus also subs Jed Drew, Jed Drew for the Bulls as well as Young Milanovic for Western United. So pretty much a, an even affair. Both teams at the moment not setting the world on fire, but they'll both both settle for a point. Yeah, look, uh, a solid start for Milos Tojovsky. Um, 
you know, especially after losing losing uh, Kieran Backus. So, you know, two all, I think both teams probably um, they'd be satisfied with that, but but also disappointed that um, neither of them could could go on and and really take the three points. So, um, you know, probably probably a fair fair result in the end. Though. And the last of the Saturday games was a uh, a top four clash between the Central Coast Mariners and the Western Sydney Wanderers. How did this one end? Yeah, look, absolute belt of a game. Um, pro- probably one of the most enjoyable, as a neutral, one of the most enjoyable uh, A-League games I've watched in in a long, long time. Um, I thought both teams were they they both went out at, at, at it hammer and tong. They were um, they threw everything at this one. It finished two all. So uh, the third th- the third uh, two all draw for the day. Um, goals to Sammy Silvera in the 30th for the Mariners. Uh, Yeni Enkaboto, uh equalised for the Wanderers in the 35th. Uh, Brandon Borello in the 60th to go 2-1 up. And then Jason Cummings uh, comes on and scores in 73rd to, to tie it up. Uh, my player of the match was Brandon Borello. Uh, one goal. He had 61 touches, 78% passing accuracy, four key passes into the box and uh, one big chance created. So he could have had an assist as well. He was phenomenal. He was all over the place. Uh, tough conditions too. It was, it was hot and steamy. Um, it's, it's been quite humid uh, in New South Wales. So, um, you know, both players, both teams by the end of it, the players were absolutely spent. Um, I think that the turning point for me, um, I thought Christian Harris, the sub in the 65th minute, uh, he was electric when he came on, brought, brought plenty of energy. Um, he, he's a player that wants to board his feet, wants to take on players, wants to create um, chances and, and score goals. And he almost popped up with a winner uh, right at the end, hit, hitting the crossbar. So um, I, th- I thought he was he was great um, and could have could have won it for the Mariners in in the end. Um, but both teams were pro- probably satisfied with the draw. Uh, in the end, and and what would I have changed? Not much, to be honest. Um, I think Monty and and Rudan are probably the two best coaches in the league at the moment. Um, they, they've got their players firing. Um, obviously, uh, the Wanderers can can bring in Morgan Schneiderlin now, um, and get him. Hopefully, he's, he's ready for this weekend. So, um, interesting. But I think that you know, that both teams are, are are flying at the moment, and and they're probably the two biggest threats to to City um, as we speak. Yeah, well, I said last week I, I feel that for Western Sydney Wanderers to go the whole way, they need to get uh, another striker in. Kripik's just not cutting it for me, and then he's gone this week. So if it had anything to do with me, I apologise. But uh, hopefully after they follow up this Schneiderling signing with that, with another striker in the next day or two before the window shuts. But, uh, mate, I suppose the closing remark on this game was uh, I thought it was very entertaining and both teams wanted to win, which made it a, a fantastic fixture to watch. But uh, after speaking to a few of the Mariners players, they said uh, said to me, we love, you know, we're very disappointed we didn't win the game. But what a cracking game to be in. So I think uh, that sums it up for me. But uh, all right, and moving on to oh, – sorry, so what would you have changed? Is there something you would have changed in this game? No, look, I, I, honestly, I said nothing. I think both coaches have, have been uh, been phenomenal. Um, like I said, they're, they're probably the two best coaches in the league at the moment. So, so they've done everything they could have. They did everything. I, th- I, th- I think they've done everything they could have to, to try and get three points in that game, uh, made the subs at the right time. Um so you know, it was just <laughs> it could have gone either way at the end, and, and like I said, the Mariners could have could have pinched it with uh, Theo Harris. I thought he was brilliant when he came on. Okay, and the last of the games, the only Sunday game, was uh, a great clash between Melbourne City and Adelaide United. What was the final score here? Yeah, it was another another goal fest, another draw. Uh, finished three all. Uh, goals to Lamb, Lecky, and McLaren for Melbourne City, and Blackwood Kiddo 
and uh, good win for, for Adelaide United. Um, obviously, the, the, the game was, was uh, marred by an incident uh, uh, in the second half to uh, Adelaide midfielder Juande. Uh, horrific injury, uh, broken leg. Um, the, the game stood still for, for 25 minutes whilst um, he got medical attention and, and they had to wait for an ambulance to actually get to the ground as, as there wasn't one uh, present at, at the ground. So uh, you, ne- you never want to see it. It's a, it's a, one of those unfortunate events that, that happens in football. Um, injuries are part of our game, but uh, you never wish it upon anyone and, and you never want to see something as horrific as that. So um, you know, testament to the players and, and everyone sort of got around him and, and helped him out. I think the, the players there literally holding his leg together for 25, 30 minutes while whilst the ambulance arrived and, and they moved him off the pitch. So, um, you know, ho- hopefully uh, he, he recovers fully from this and uh, we, we send our uh, best wishes to him. And, um, yeah, look, it's it's tough. It's tough for the players as well to to have to come back from that. I think Adelaide, Adelaide were up 3-2 at the time and uh, for the players to, to pull themselves together and go out and play the, the last, what was it, like 20 minutes of the of the match, um, hats off to them. Um, unfortunate in the end that they they uh, didn't win the game, but uh, three all probably a fair result and uh, both teams go home and, and football probably takes a back seat in this one and um, the welfare of, of Juan Day um, takes precedent. Yeah, we wish him all the best, and I suppose it's a, a tale of two two teams here. So Adelaide will be disappointed that they blew a 3-1 lead against the Premiers, but uh, when you look at the stats, City deserves something. 70% possession, 28 shots, 7 shots on goal. So when you dominate a game that much, okay, you've gone behind 3-1, but you would still hope that you can get something out of it. So another entertaining game. All, every team in the league must have been told this week, shoot and ask questions later. So uh, plenty of goals. That's the end of our Revolution uh, Roundup. Up after the break, we welcome to the player escape room uh, Wellington Phoenix super goal scorer Oscar Zawada. We'll catch you after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the player escape room is a man who is only new to the A-League but is setting the competition alight, scoring plenty of goals. Please welcome to the show Wellington Phoenix star Polish striker Oscar Zawada. Hey, Oscar, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Hello, everyone. Thank you for the invitation. And... I'm open to speak with you. Mate, we're absolutely loving watching you at the moment. Uh, you're one of the hot players in the A-League and you're scoring goals and you look like you're enjoying your football. Uh, firstly, I see you're expecting a baby, so congratulations. Very exciting news for you. Thank you very much. Yes, great news. Yeah, everything uh, everything is very good. She feels also uh, very good, so that's that's great news. Hopefully, till the baby is here, uh, she's going to doing so well like uh, like at the moment. So New Zealand's not only bringing you excellent form on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Great country, great city and uh, great people. So we are really happy, lucky and thankful for this place. So you're in excellent form, as I said, with six goals this season. You've scored the winner for your team in the last three games. Could it be the baby or is there another reason why you're in such good form? Maybe you had a good Christmas or New Year's? (laughs) No. (laughs) I would say just sometimes... um, Sometimes you do everything right, uh, and then like you don't see results. It's why you have to you have to stay patient and uh, and try to keep work hard. Never doubt on you. And uh, I would say I'm a good example of this. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy that I never doubt on myself. I always try to 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 look for for a new solution. How can I improve? What can I do better? And uh, yes, and and finally the hard work pays off. 
also I know that a big part of this uh, play my team and and the coach who always believed on me. So this is also like something what I was missing in the in the past. And yeah, and I always say like as a striker, uh, you have to feel good off the pitch to perform on the pitch. When everything is good, then you have a clear mind and you can play, score goals. And since the since day one here, uh, I felt like this. So uh, I'm very happy that I can give something from me now to to the club, uh, to give back something uh, to the club. And yeah, and then I score goals and everybody is happy. Look, excellent news for the club as well as great advice for young players. Uh, the Phoenix are hot at the moment and have moved up to equal third. How's the vibe in the squad? Is the I expect that the squad is uh, in a really good place at the moment and it's a really good team morale. Yes, of course. I think uh, we needed this. We needed this because uh, on the beginning of the season, we knew we have a quality, but quality without results is it's nothing. So that's great that uh, we can win. Also, what is great, we, we keep a clean sheet. Uh, or like just one considering goal uh, in the last three games. That's also like a, a big thing for our defend, uh, defenders because they deserve it also. Uh, so they do a really good job, and yeah, we're winning. Uh, we're having fun, but I don't see like somebody is uh, now gone, like uh, in head or something. Uh, I see the same uh, the same focus in training, so that's great because if I see something like this, I know we're gonna stay consistent. What convinced you to move to the A League? It's uh, it's quite a far distance from Poland and the rest of Europe, so it's uh, you probably couldn't have chosen anywhere further. What made you move to Wellington Phoenix in New Zealand? Uh, the head coach, Ufuk Talai. Uh, I had a really good conversation with him. Uh, I have a, I have a few offers from from Germany and Netherlands, but I didn't have the same feeling what I received from him. And uh, and as I said before, uh, as a striker, you have to feel uh, you have to feel confident, and also like uh, I'm a type of player where where I can perform when I see that somebody count on me. And I had this feeling speaking with him that he really wants me in his team and that he has a plan uh, for me in his team. He also showed me how the team team plays, what they what they deliver to the striker. And then I thought, okay, maybe this is A-League, maybe this is Australia far from Europe. But when I come here and, uh, and he will develop me, then it's going to be only better for, for me. And if I score goals in his uh, good system, uh, then of course it's gonna be much better than I go to to Germany, Netherlands, and and they will not want me so much so hard like like here. So for me, the most important thing was uh, to understand his vision, what he has about football, and and then like um, this confidence on me. And since since the first conversation, uh, everything happened really nice. And also after my arrival here. Everything was what he said, and uh, I'm really grateful for that and really happy. A lot of players have said how well he prepares, and, and I've known him a long time. I played against him quite a few years ago now, so that was a long time ago, but uh, he, he, he knows football very well, so I'm not surprised that you did decide to make the move. When you arrived at the club, is there a player you clicked with immediately that helped you settle into a club? Is there one teammate that you could just say you clicked with straight away that you thought, I'm glad I have him at the team? Um, I would say that. Really, like it surprised me a lot, but really every person, every person was so nice in the club. Uh, like comparing to Europe, uh, when you're in dressing room, new player, 
you are like a little bit alien, I would say, sometimes yeah, sure. yep. in many clubs because, you know, you are like a rival, like uh, the competition, like new guy who comes to the club and want to take the place from someone. And uh, and then the people, are, the players are not so open to you. Then they want to check you, check you out, how you play, how you perform, if you're good. So you have to, yeah, you have to first show on the pitch. Uh, it's why, like, when I came from Europe, I was really a bit close and uh, and let's maybe not shy, but like uh, just just calm. And first, I just wanted to show on the pitch what I can. But then I just from the day one, everybody came, every player, every coaching member came to me, started speaking with me. Like I would have been here three years, two years, and they tried to learn me and, uh, and yeah, and and know and get me and. Uh, know me better so that was amazing and really helpful also it's why i think i adapt so fast but uh, to answer on your question the one person where it click i would say david ball uh, everyone says david ball oscar everyone says david ball. why does everyone like him he's not that good a guy <laughs> he's good but of course like uh i mean when we speak when i speak with with david uh we have same same uh, same topics to to speak, and uh, sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't agree. But uh, always we we have like uh, a, a really a really like smart topics to uh, to speak, even not about football. And uh, also like we have sometimes a lot of fun. So, but since day one, he was a uh, really really open and uh, yeah, really nice guy. But really like not only him. I could say many, many players, but uh, sometimes you have this feeling when you understand someone better, but it doesn't mean that I don't have same with the other players, just I speak with him more when, than with other players. But but still, uh, this what I what I saw when I arrived, like how the team was open uh, to me and tried to speak with me. I, I, never, I never saw something in my life and, and that's a really great great thing i will remember a long uh, long time this what i what i saw when i when i came here david ball's as big a superstar as he's off the on the pitch as he's off the pitch so uh, i'm not surprised you chose david i love him a lot i like giving him a hard time but he's a, an excellent guy um you're obviously enjoying living in new zealand how have you uh, liked visiting sydney perth and brisbane so far oh that's great for me uh of course the away games uh are not so easy because we have to fly three four hours spend two two hours on the on the airport so i don't like it but when we arrive there and I, when i see how sydney is beautiful brisbane the, the nice weather then uh, i think even after career after football uh, i have some thoughts to to live in australia <laughs> uh, we definitely take you we definitely take you if you wanted to move to sydney anytime <laughs> thank you very much You've represented Poland at all youth levels. Uh, were there any well-known stars that you've played with in those teams? Is there someone now that we watch in the Bundesliga or are we watching some of the big leagues that were teammates of yours back then? Yeah, I think um, I met very. Uh, I, I met a lot of players. Uh, for example, Kuba Blaszczykowski. Uh, I think he's a legend of, of Polish uh, national team. He played for Borussia Dortmund with Lewandowski and Piszczek, this Polish trio. Uh, it was a yeah, uh, it was a something special before when they played together in Borussia with Jurgen Klopp and they and they were winning uh, Bundesliga and uh, played in 
Champions League final. So I had the opportunity to, to spend a lot of time with him in, in Wolfsburg, uh, in training camp or, or yeah, or like off the pitch uh, when I played there. Um, of course, uh, you, oh, yeah, like, uh, Jan Bednarek from, from Southampton. Uh, so we, we played also in youth. I mean, yeah, I met quite few players, but uh, I had to think also, who can I say? Uh, because really, like, uh, I have a short memory, good memory, but short. <laughs> okay. So. It's nice to hear about your football. So I like to play two games with my guests. Are you ready to play the first one we call Six Aside, where I compare you against your Wellington uh, Phoenix teammates? Yes, of course. <laughs> All right, let's see how you go. The first one. Who has the better sense of humour, you or Alex Rufa? Uh, who could be a comedian? Who do you think could have a career as a comedian once they finish playing football? I mean, the sense of humour we have uh, same with Alex because uh, his jokes make me smile. <laughs> okay. My jokes make him smile. Uh, I would say, you know, like the, the problem is uh, my English is not so good like, like Polish language. I would say... Maybe if, if we can speak uh, in the dressing room Polish, I would be more open and more funny <laughs> to the players. Because of my English, I try not to make myself uh, stupid and uh, and and I'm not trying to speak so much. So I would say uh, Alex Rufa. Maybe we speak to Ufa and we see if we can have Polish day where they can only speak in Polish. Maybe that would help you out. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, with English, <laughs> no problem. But to make jokes, uh, I don't, I don't feel so confident in the dressing room. And we have many, many talented players who, who, who make a lot of jokes. So they can, they can do it still. Who's the funniest then? So take you and uh, Alex out. Who's the funniest? No, there is like there is no competition and nothing new. David Ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, as everyone's saying, David Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Who is more likely to be late to training or to the airport for an away game? You or Ben Old? <laughs> wow, difficult question. <laughs> are you are you punctual? Do you get to places on time? Is is Ben a bit slower? I think he's he's a few years younger than you. You're only 26, he's only 20, so maybe he sleeps in or plays video games all night and comes to things late. Uh, yeah, I would say I always say like it depends on the person. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Like it's really, it's really difficult question. Uh, so it depends on character. Like uh, you can like uh, you can like. Maybe I would say uh, I would say like this. Uh, if you have nice topics to to speak, uh, then you can you can do it with me. If you want uh, speak about video games or, or stuff like this, then, <laughs> then <no. laughs> okay. Next question: Who would do a better job minding my kids and my dogs? You or Steven Yugarkovich? Steven Yugarkovich. Why? Uh, I mean, like, uh, uh, we are roommates, so uh, he is a he is a great guy, and uh, I think also like, uh, if I understood good this question, uh, I mean, like, who take care of who take care of? Yes. Yeah. Who would I trust? Who would I trust? Who would do a better job when I got home? Would the kids be sitting at the table, had their dinner, or would they be still up late watching TV because you know they it's it's a hard job? So. I, yeah. I like Steven Yugarkovic a lot, so it's no, it's nothing bad that you uh, yeah. picked Steven over you. Absolutely, Steven Yugarkovic, because uh, because uh, because I think he is like um, this is also like what my wife is uh, is sometimes uh, sp uh, talking to me. She say like uh, if she say Oscar, please bring me something. 
then of course I hear it, but I do it in two, three minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. And then she say, yeah, when baby was born, then I will tell you, let's go to hospital. And you say two, three minutes. <laughs> things will change when you have the baby, Oscar. Things yeah, will... yeah, maybe, yes. But I would say, uh, I think Steve Ugarkovich is always on time. Uh, I'm struggling with that. I try to get better with, with being on time and on this. Uh, so I'm like more... Uh, more Italian style, like uh, or Mexican style. Uh, I always have time, so sometimes I just put the things uh, to the side and do it later. And I think Sivio Garkovic do it uh, do it really fast and and really good. So I would say Sivio Garkovic will take her uh, a lot. In a in a few months, when your uh, your family arrives, your parents to help you with the uh, with the baby, I'll send you a reminder to make sure you pick them up from the airport so they don't get left there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Okay, who takes longer in the shower after a game, you or Clayton Lewis? Me, me. I'm the last always. Okay, you're the last always. Yeah, always the last. Like uh, my my wife, uh, my wife is laughing because she always like uh, <laughs> after the game I'm still in the dressing room, and and she say and she always say that every week, every second week when we play home, she say uh, I saw all your friends. You're always the last. Every two weeks is the same. Uh, the same things you say, and uh, I always take uh, take a lot of time, uh, and yeah, I would say no, nobody can win with that. She she can go have dinner and come back, and you'll still be in the shower. Yeah, yeah. No, I just <laughs> I just enjoy my time, <laughs> mate. When you're scoring goals like you are at the moment, I'm sure we're fine letting you stay in the shower a long time. But if you stop scoring, your wife might have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I mean, <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, uh, she's not like that. She always understands me, and she's always, uh, she's always nice to me. You chose a nice wife, then. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Who is more likely to pick up the bill or pay the bill, you or Bozidar Krayev? So, if you went out somewhere and there's four of you guys, you and and uh, Krayev, yeah. all, and someone has to pay the bill, who's going to pay it, you or him? We eat we ate a lot of together because the first three four weeks um, we lived together. He he took me to his flat because I have no house. And yeah, that's a good question because he's not one of those person who try to avoid paying. So I cannot say he's like this. Absolutely not. But I would say wherever I am, I'm open to to pay. And I would say me. Nice. I like that. And the last one, who does the coach talk more about, you or David Ball? So when Ulfak's saying a team talk or he's telling you after a game how the team played, does he talk more about you or more about Golden Ball's David Ball? No, I don't think he he's, he speaks something personally. Like he always speaks about the team. Okay. So I would say maybe if he speaks after the game with someone, then like one against one, then I would say maybe he tried to speak more with David Ball than with me because uh, Bolly is, uh, of course, more experienced player. And uh, I would say then he has uh, maybe more to talk with, with David Ball uh, than with me. Okay. And a bonus one, tell me one thing you know you're much better at than a teammate. So when you arrived in Wellington, you knew straight away you saw one teammate doing something and you're like, I'm heaps better at that than that person. So like the one thing, anything, um, anything, pick. Yeah. So one thing that you knew straight away, whether it's, I don't know, it's just something you knew straight away when you met the teammates that you're better at, whether you're, you're better dressed or you're, you, you train harder or you train harder in the gym. 
Is there one player you could tell me that you do something better than? It's your choice. Yeah, I would say. Uh, you have better hair than Ollie Sale. I know that much. That's guaranteed. Yeah, of course, there is no, <laughs> there is, there is, there is no talk about it. <laughs> no, I would say. Uh, I would say that uh, I think about the, the work ethic. Uh, I know that uh, nobody works so hard like me. I like and, that. It, and always, uh, it's why I always leave uh, the last, uh, the, the training ground and, and uh, the gym, the dressing room. Uh, so I think there is no competition with that, but the, the players still work hard. Okay. Mate, you passed that with flying colors. Are you ready to play our second game? Yeah, let's go. So it's called Two Touch. I'll give you either a word or a couple of words and you just tell me your thoughts on it. So you ready to play? Yeah. Ulfak Tale. Uh, great coach. What makes him a great coach? His understanding of football. Uh, I really respect, I don't respect, I mean like no, uh, I'm not the person who respects every person just to be nice. I'm not like this. But if I have to someone respect, I think he must deserve my respect. And uh, I think he deserves this respect from me because his understanding of football is really good. Like you see our game, like uh, how we play in the system and his philosophy. I think many coaches uh, in football, they just change every week something or uh, every month something like from the, the system from 4-4-3 to 4-4-2, 3-5-2, something. They, they're always looking for something. And, and, and Ufuk Talai, he has his vision when he arrived to this club. He brought his philosophy. And uh, every year he, he just bring players exactly to his system. And sometimes he changed something, but still his vision is same. And I think in life it's very important to have some philosophy, what you believe on. And this is what I, what I respect in people. And he has these things. Nice answer. Your skills in the kitchen? Uh, not zero, but one. From one to ten. Yeah. Uh, one or two like uh, <laughs> i never prepare food my wife is blessing this okay uh, what could but, you uh, if you wanted to cook your wife a nice meal to say thank you for everything what could you cook i mean i mean when i was 18 19 20 i had that time uh, i was uh, i was a single i was alone I, and i was like uh, i really tried to to uh, to have a strict diet I, I i really cook every day every day i cook three meals and i was really good with that, uh, just my opinion, but maybe because uh, because I was eating alone, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, so nobody could taste it. Uh, but after, like, when I met uh, my wife, she started doing this. But right now, really, like, uh, we are a few years together, so I really forgot how to prepare something. Now I'm learning to prepare steaks, so maybe, and I hear the steaks are really good, so uh, maybe I would say. If you come over, then I would uh, I would do a steak for us. Mate, I, I'm just glad you, you chose Stephen Yugarkovich to look after my kids. Otherwise, they'll be going hungry. Oh, yes. <laughs> there is no food. Yeah, I know. Everything. <laughs> but my, my son is a striker, so that it could be a lot. If he just went out in the park, out the backyard and kicked the ball with you, he'd be happy even if he had no food. So maybe, maybe we could have chosen you. Yeah, good, good. Hard times make uh, make a good person. So sometimes without food is always a, it's always good. Karaoke, can you sing? Uh, no, I can't sing. Did you have uh, to do an initiation song at the Phoenix? Did you have to sing a song in front of the yes, team? Yes, I had to sing. What was uh, your song? 
uh, Englishman in New York, in New York, but okay. I, I changed it to Polishman in uh, in Wellington. <laughs> Excellent, I like that. It's very creative. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like uh, I can sing, but uh, some like when it's holiday, when I'm drunk uh, with my best friends, uh, I like karaoke. <laughs> okay, are you a better singer or a better cook? That will tell me how good a singer you are. Singer. <laughs> okay. Tattoos. Tattoos. Uh, um, pain, but passion. Do you have tattoos? Yeah, yeah, I have a full arm. Uh, I have also here on my on my neck, and also like uh, in the summer, I will try uh, to do more because uh, I think like after one, you get addicted, and that's true. Okay, so when you have your child, though, any chance of child getting any tattoos? No. Oh yes, of course. Everybody from my okay, everybody from my closest environment have something. Here I have uh, me and my two best friends. Cool. Okay. Nice. Here I have my my parents. Here I have my my wife, and the plan is also here on the rip. Uh, my babies. Okay, so if I want to be your friend, I have to have a tattoo. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> my my two best friends they don't have tattoos. Okay, oh phew, that's good. Okay, Poland's performance in the World Cup. I would say. I would say. Uh, you, this is a you know like the knockout phase phase uh, against France. Yep. That they reached, that they went out of the group, that they did it was good, but the style of play, uh, not good. I'm not happy. I agree. With that. I agree. You, they lost to the eventual runners up, but uh, I wasn't impressed with the way they played either. So I agree. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. So uh, absolutely, I'm not happy. But now Fernando Santos from uh, Portugal, new. New Poland national coach. Uh, maybe he can change something. Remembering special occasions, so birthdays, anniversaries. If I remember, are you good? Are you good at remembering anniversaries? No, I'm not good because I told you I have a short memory. Uh, but it's why it's why I put anniversary date here. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> just to remember. Okay. No, no, I'm joking. Uh, I'm getting better with that. I just I'm just paying uh, more attention now. So I'm getting better, but uh, yeah, but about days or names also, uh, I'm not so good. Like like my wife, for example. Just tell me, I'll put it in my calendar, and I'll send you. I'll send you a day before. I'll make sure you go out and you buy something, and then yeah, you won't get yourself in any trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Recently departed teammate Ben Wayne. I'm very happy to him. Yep. I think he deserves. Uh, hopefully, they're gonna go to championship because. Uh, for me, he should play in championship, not in League One. But he's young, so hopefully, uh, even if they don't promote, he's going to do well to League One. But for me, League One maybe can be a little bit risk uh, to move because, you know, if you're not doing well in League One, it's, uh, yeah, it's not easy then to come up or, or you know, to go to a better club. So hopefully he's doing well there and, and go to championship with his team or he will just change the club for a better one you're a nice guy goes to show that there's a good there is a good team spirit there because you're happy for your for your team former teammate to to do well in the uk and last question something not many people know about you uh, i would say they don't people don't know many things about me because i'm not i not speak a lot in dressing room or somewhere 
maybe I would say that I speak a lot because I don't speak so much and people don't know that I speak a lot, but I just speak a lot with my uh, two best friends and uh, my family. So like, uh, I'm just a person like this to, to get, you have to get, you have to know me better to, to make me more open to you. Uh, if not, I just try to stay on, uh, on the site and just do my job. So maybe this is like the thing that many people don't know me and many people can think that I'm just shy or maybe I don't like someone, but this is not a, this is not the case. I'm just like this. Like that's why we have this show to try and show the different side, the human side of the players, because I think they, they show very limited side, that side of the players. They talk football, but they don't see the human side that makes them tick their families and the things they like to do and their tattoos and everything. So mate, I know you're a busy man. So thank you very much for your time. I appreciate, uh, chatting with you and I've loved every second of it. I hope that your excellent form continues in the A-League and you continue scoring goals. I wish you and your wife all the best with uh, with the upcoming birth of your first child. I also, uh, I'm excited for you to have your parents coming here. Hopefully you do get to the airport on time to pick them up and make sure they get there on time and uh, can only imagine how well you're going to be going when you finally get your parents here as well. So uh, exciting times for you and the Phoenix and uh, I wish you all the best and I'll check in with you later in the year. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I also wish you all the best and for your TV show. So thank you very much for the time and for inviting me. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. It was great chatting with uh, Oscar Zawada and we thank him very much for being on the show. It's now time for our clinical finish. The first part of this segment is our WTF or What the Foot. For me this week, there was only one contender. The Slick City at home gifting Adelaide not one, but two goals. Some late Christmas gifts maybe, but firstly, Marco Tilio was uh, off balance, his air swing gifting Blackwood, and then Jordan Bowes uh, gives Goodwin a tap in, like he needs any assistance. So not like Melbourne City, but lucky for the players, PK has moved to France because only <laughs> God only knows what would have happened if that was under uh, PK's reign. Yeah, who knows? That? They might have, a couple of them might have got the uh, hairdryer treatment at um at half time, I know who uh, Tilio got uh, got taken off at, at half time, but uh, Boss maybe made, made amends for it in, in winning the penalty uh, late on for for J Mac to convert. So he made a safe uh, mistake. Look, I agree. Uh, yeah, look, uh, un- unfortunate. Um, you know, obviously, I, I don't know what Tilio was doing that far back in in the defensive line trying to clear a ball in the box, but um, yeah, just just one of those things that you know mistakes happen in football. Uh, they're young players; they'll learn from this and. And come back from it, but uh, like you said, Craig Goodwin uh, needs absolutely zero assistance. Yeah, you're not. Please wait. You're not uh, winning silverware this year if you're, if you're giving goals to teams like that when it comes down to the business end of the season. So hopefully they can uh, get things in order. But very not very unlike Melbourne City. But uh, look, we'll put it down to an off week. But uh, if it continues. Maybe they uh, they need PK to get back on the Zoom call and uh, have a few words to his uh, former charges. But uh, games to watch this week. For me, there's two. Sydney FC host the Mariners, who have a really good record against them the past few seasons. So uh, Sydney desperately need another win to, uh, to to tag on to the back of that top six pack, whereas the Mariners have uh, missed a couple of opportunities to uh, really apply the blowtorch to uh, City and, and, and push for that uh, minor premiership. So uh, they'll be looking for an equally important impressive performance and uh Perth welcome the raw and uh Perth are going along really nicely even away from home so uh you know the raw are struggling a little bit considering that they're uh you know they're playing well but they're not getting results so uh probably the right time for Perth to uh take them on a home yeah definitely and uh 
you know, like like we said before, every play you're only as good as your last game, and um, the best thing about football is there's there's another game uh, every week to to prove yourself. And um, just like Tilio and, and Jordan Boss will be uh, proving themselves this week, I'm going to prove myself right now. Um, FC Twenty and Final end up having a, a one all draw. So okay, uh, smart work by smart work by the uh, the goalkeeper to um, to keep his team um, and keep the game at, at one all. So. Um, there we go. Who do you like, uh, Sydney Mariners? Give me a score. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say a draw in this one. And what about um, uh, Perth hosting uh, Brisbane? I'm going to go with Perth. I think at home. Um, and Brisbane, I know, coming off a, a bad loss and they'll be looking to bounce back, but um, I'm going to go Perth at home. I'm going to go uh, with you. I'm going to back you with Perth. But... Uh, as much as I like the Mariners' form this year, Sydney have to make it happen now, and I'm hoping that uh, the blowtorch to Correct is enough to lift the lads again and get them a back-to-back wins, and uh, I know you won't be disappointed with that being a Sydney fan, so I'll, I think uh, a 2-1 probably to Sydney here. Uh, moving into our TFR Fantasy, quick update on that. So uh, my round 14 score was 72, taking my total to 1,096. What was your round 14 score? Uh, mine was 94, taking my total to 1,067. I've crawled back a little bit. To, yeah, so I've, I've got, got a sniff for it again. So um, Crawl back to yeah, that rock I'm, you I'm came from, all right? Wherever rock you crawled out from, crawl back to it because, you know, you're close to within, uh, what, 30-odd to me now, and so I just can't seem to shake you. But uh, it's a great uh, battle, and so I'm enjoying it. Yeah, definitely, and I, I, I let slip up as well. I, I knew Clayton Lewis was was out injured and, and wouldn't play, but I, I forgot to change him up in my team. So um, I, I was also down a down a player, so playing with ten men, and uh, still managed to to rack up ninety four points. So um, can thank Reno Piscopo, Craig Goodwin, uh, or, or Jordan Boss for the the Craig Goodwin assist. Um, and then J Mac with his uh, sneaky goal at the end as well, getting me some points. Oh yeah, so, he's token pen. Uh, yeah, the, the token pen, but look, I'll take him and, and I'll captain him every day of the week. I wish someone had told me Captain Cummings was on the bench, but he's still got me 18 with the goal off the bench, so nine points is 18. Matt Miller's amazing goal-scoring season continues. He got me 16. Risden got me 12. But uh, on the flip side, Mr. Reliable Tom Aldrig, the captain for the Raw, or is he captain? Maybe he's not. Maybe O'Shea's. He got me minus two. So anyway, congratulations to you. You've closed the gap, but I'm still leading, so stick it up your jumper. But any which way, uh, if you missed any part of the show or want to listen to other episodes, where can they catch it? Yeah, they can catch us on uh, all good podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, also available on Football Nation Radio. And uh, they can catch the video up on our uh, YouTube channel. Just uh, search for the football. Hey, revolution. We're on a roll, mate. Like we, and subscribe. We didn't we didn't get uh, blocked by Russia this week, so uh, maybe, like I said, uh, that someone's looking after us. So uh, we were fine this week, all clear. But uh, look, plenty more games to enjoy this week. Thanks to our guest, Wellington Phoenix's uh, star, Oscar Zawada. Hope you enjoyed the show even half as much as uh, we enjoy bringing it to you. We've got another huge guest for you next week in the Player Escape Room. They're coming thick and fast. We've got uh, Sydney tough guy, James Donaghy, and uh, we're looking, looking forward to your company again next week. And until then, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. Have a great week. We'll catch you then.